Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite weekly podcast, Chick Shit with LJ and Di, where every week, you know what we do. I'm still picking the drinks. Di is still picking the topics. Di, what are we talking about? We're talking about Young Love, and we're using season three, episode eight of One Tree Hill to uh, break down the topic. I think it's called the worst day since yesterday. I loved going back down memory lane on one tree hill. What are, uh, what are we drinking for the topic? We will be having hot cocoa because it's warm and sweet and has no actual substance for probably the rest of your life. And it might give you (laughs) diarrhea, just like young love. (laughs) true story i shit my pants in a books a million after drinking a starbucks hot chocolate and i have never forgiven them and that dates me because i don't think books a million is a thing anymore no (laughs) well now that i've told everyone i shit my pants in a books a million how's your day going Oh my goodness. It, it was, it was a long day. It was a long day. It's a Monday, you know, like you're just easing back into it. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I had some like weird stress dreams for no reason. Usually I can pinpoint where the stress is coming from, but nah, it's just like, bitch, you think you're happy. Here's some stressor dreams to make you not sleep all night. So do you think that it has anything to do with the weather change? Maybe my seasonal depression has teamed up with my normal depression and they are quite the team, (laughs) quite the team. (laughs) Oh, they're going to the ships. They're going, (laughs) we go into the ship. We go into the ship and book some million. (laughs) Um, No. I think I told you last week, and then I'm going to let you finish. I'm being very Kanye right now that, uh, when I had my psychiatry appointment, she upped some of my meds, especially because my boyfriend lost a really good friend and this weekend was funeral and all of that. So I knew that I needed to have my mental health under control because this was not the weekend to make it about me. Mm-hmm. every other weekend yes that weekend <laughs> no including his birthday weekend yes it's still about me uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> duh um I got over there I got to his house and I was thrown off because I spent half the week over there because he was really upset and he wanted company I realized that the new prescription she called in for me I uh didn't pick up because normally I would do that when I'm on my way over there on Friday. So I raw dogged my mental health 
all weekend. <sighs> oh no. But anyways, do you think it could have anything to do with the weather back to you? <laughs> no, just I don't like know. you have 30 seconds and then it's me again. No. <laughs> nah. Uh, I don't really have any pretty any. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if I should share it. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I applied for something. Where? You know, just to be the next ultimate survivor. Oh yeah. I thought you yeah. meant a new job. Oh no. And I was like, <laughs> and you're moving to Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been a bucket list item of mine forever. Forever. And I love it so much. I've watched it since I was a little kid. So I don't know. You never know. You never know. So I sent it in. Lo and behold, I found out I have a connection to someone who was actually on Survivor. So uh, an old, an old uh, high or high school and middle school and junior high friend of mine um, was chatting with my sister while she was cutting his hair. And he mentioned that he knew somebody that was on Survivor. So he said, Hey, I'll connect to you. He's like, I, I, you know, I don't know. I was like, well, I'd love any advice for sure. Like, I think right now it's just kind of a waiting but like, it's a waiting I mean, game. So I know Jeff Probst. Do you just want me to give him a call? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, Jeff. No, your um, video was chef's kiss. Oh, thank you. Chef's kiss. 10 out of 10. And it is okay. When you get on Survivor and you make it to the merge and then you make it to the family visit, if Matt goes instead of me... <laughs> I'm allowing it. <laughs> Thanks for, but if Matt, for any reason is not available. <laughs> I'm there. You got it. <laughs> I will be your alternate loved one. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I did. When you told me you were applying, the first thing <laughs> I thought was, I'm not the loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, I check my email about 50 times a day now that I've applied. Um, I even look at my spam calls with the side eye just in case it could be from LA. Yeah. Uh, You never know. If I don't get any sort of correspondence back this time, I'll apply again for sure. But we'll see. I am also checking my email 50 times a day because... I'm waiting for my email that I have gotten into the pre-sale for Taylor Swift's Eras tour. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm a little disheartened. Yeah. Um, I'm a little disheartened, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. I think you'll one day it. cut to me on like StubHub spending $1,500 for a nosebleed seat. I will not be denied my Taylor fix. And on that note, (laughs) I have loved her since I was young. There you go. Boom. (laughs) Did you realize this is this we're doing a Sophia Bush episode two weeks in a row? (gasps) I did not. Yeah. I mean, my love for her is enormous. B Davis. Yeah. This is going to be one of the few things that I actually remember character names on. Oh, okay. Perfect. (laughs) 
As the town readies for the Ravens' first basketball game, Lucas worries about his lack of commitment to basketball. Intense. Um, immediately flashing back to uh, Love and Basketball, where she did end up with her young love, which was basketball. So it's understandable that you would worry about that. <laughs> but also that has roughly nothing to do with the, what the episode's about. No, no, his, no. Mm-mm. Brooke tells Peyton and Haley about what happened last night. Lucas walking in on her and Chris Keller. She is mortified as Lucas refuses to answer her calls. She gets to the door and hopes that it's Lucas and finds Chris at the door instead, who is soon to get the door slammed in his face. As Lucas struggles to go on a jog with his HCM, Peyton drags Brooke for a walk to try to make her feel better, but it fails to work and she blames herself for the relationship she has with Lucas. She says it isn't too late to fix it, but Brooke says she can't talk to him, but Peyton could do it for her, who is reluctantly forced to agree. Hey, Sawyer. Um, Excuse me. We are getting into cold and flu season, so I have a bit of the phlegm, but- did you remember how awful Dan was? Uh-huh. I've specifically left him out of every detail of this episode since he's not young love, but he's terrible. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be my only statement on Dan. It's I think uh, the later seasons, he's like trying to redeem himself. So I think because that's the last thing I saw, I was like, oh, Dan's not that bad. And then I watched this episode and went, oh, yeah, Dan's that bad. No, Dan's that bad. He's basically Ted Cruz's twin. If I had to. <laughs> Get ready for a derail dollar. We held the Senate. Whoop, whoop. Eh, eh, eh. All right, Mark Kelly, with your astronaut self. Okay, but question. Did anyone in your high school ever actually have that experience where there was like an intense love triangle and like somebody walked? (gasps) What? Yes, absolutely. I clearly went to the wrong high school because I would have lived for that drama. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't they actually walked in on, but there was a lot of love triangle cheating on situations. So what happens in this small school is that your dating pool is really small as well. And so there's a lot of recycles, right? You, you see recycles. So like this person goes back to the same person over and over and over again, but in the middle of those recycles, they go to someone else. And then some, a lot of times there's overlap. In those. So there's a lot of coochie cousins. There's a lot of coochie cousins happening. And I usually it. it's within the same friend group. So it's like, this group of friends, one this is the, blowing my mind. One of the girls is dating like the guy. And then there's a party that happens that weekend and the girlfriend can't go for whatever reason. And the guy hooks up with her friend. Like this happened repeatedly in different groups of different people. A lot. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, My mind was, is blown. My, so, I thought that. This was like a major exaggeration that it was, some may say, dramatized. But I also have to remember, I went to a private Christian high school with less than 100 people in my class. 
Well, I had just at a hundred, but this, this happened for sure. And like, what, what does non-exclusive even mean in high school? Like, what does it ever mean? Well, I guess it means different things as an adult actually, Yeah. but like, what does it even mean in high school? Like, well, why would I think you it say means... in high school? Cause you don't have this yeah. idea of, of open relationships in high school. That's not like what's happening there. In my head, it means she doesn't fully because, and I know they don't discuss it in this episode, but I think what happened to make them break up was Lucas kissed Peyton. Yes. Lucas after, the, after, the yeah, shooting. after the yeah after the shooting lucas kissed peyton brooke found out brooke broke up with lucas brooke hated peyton for a while b davis and p sawyer made up which no could you imagine me ever forgiving someone for something like that no. you no you got shot in the leg and almost died don't care <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a you problem <laughs> And then now I think she's like, I want to, I want him to want me and not anyone else, but I don't want to admit that I've forgiven him yet. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe that I got by her. Non-exclusive. Not yeah. She's really trying to protect herself from a lot of hurt. It's not so much that she's like wanting to date around a lot, but at the same time saying non-exclusive means non-exclusive. So like Lucas, calm the fuck down. If I may, um, Haley is also going through something with Nathan at Nathan, Nathan. (laughs) I don't know who Nathan is. AKA the hotter Scott brother. (laughs) And she handled it by leaving a long apology on his answering machine. So I remember, which is not in this episode, Chris is just making his way around town. He's this musician and he like dressed up in a Batman costume and kissed Haley. And she thought it was Nate Nathan anyway. So it wasn't really her like wanting to kiss Chris. It was, she thought he was Nathan. (sighs) I have a hard time separating Chris Keller, the character from Tyler Hilton, the musician, because Tyler Hilton, the musician, amazing. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Some of his songs are like still on repeat to this day. Chris Keller, the the character, the worst. The worst. And I didn't, why did I not think this was problematic when I watched it? Like when it originally aired and I was like 18 and 19. Because he's a grown man hitting on high school girls. Oh, yeah. That's a little problematic. But so, yeah, that's all over the show. There's so many things like that. Um, What? So I talked a little bit about dating at what dating at my high school looked like. I'll expand on that before I want to hear about like what dating at your high school looked like. There were those couples, too, that, you know, had been dating from freshman year till they graduated. So you had those half of those broke up before they went to college. The other half actually might have gotten married, given where we were. I was not considered one of the dateable people, at least not from the people that I wanted to be dated from, to be fair. You know what I mean? And so I just sought outside of our high school because I was like, the guys that I like, it's just not happening for me. I dated one guy or no two guys at our high school, my freshman year. And then after that, I didn't date anybody at my high school. Um, I 
did not go on a date. And when I say date, I mean like me and someone I am romantically attracted to going somewhere to have a meal or go to a movie or whatever at all until after high school. Mm-hmm. I was the weird kid with a lot of black eyeliner and skull belt buckles and every uh, hoodie that PacSun ever released. Um, I was not a, a dateable type either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, for... Uh, I don't know if it was junior or senior prom. I was like asking freshman guys that I deemed like lower on the totem pole if they would go with me just so I would have a date and they declined. So young love for me was essentially uh, an emo playlist. (laughs) Champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) but like as far as I remember dating in general at my school I don't think there was a lot of dating I think it was either your boyfriend and girlfriend and everyone knows it and you're just kind of everywhere together or nothing yeah that's kind of what I meant like what was that situation like was it that people are changing relationships all the time or no. like, no, 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 no. I was at a private Christian school. The Lord would not approve of that. Oh yeah. Okay. We had teachers at our dances that said no purple because boys are blue and girls are pink. And if they touch, they make purple. <laughs> <laughs> Have I never told you that before? Oh. You're welcome. But what a, uh, I would be pink, purple, and blue all the time. You would be just a beautiful rainbow and they would expel you. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, I'm probably next. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. That, and I even remember thinking like they were so vehemently against purple, but like, what if two girls wanted to slow dance together? Yeah. Are you going to go in there and say no pink? And their solution to that was they took a ruler and said, make room for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was there a very welcoming environment? Was there any like dating else, like with other high schools? So like in our County, there were two other, there were two other schools districts in our County. And so it would be like a thing to date someone from like industrial. It'd be a thing to date someone from like Ganado or even further like Yoakum, Hallettsville. Like there, there were like, you know, these little town groups. names. Yes. Oh no, they're real. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, Ooh. Um, so at, when I, I went to a public middle school. So at the public middle school, it was a thing to have boyfriends at, you know, another middle school, school kind of yeah. in our county. Yeah. So I assume it was probably the same at if the I high school stayed at, yeah. in the public school. Um, but because there's not like with public schools, you know, like these are the schools in my county. So these are the people we're going to play our sports against. I'm going to be seeing these same people for the next four years. Yeah. But with private schools, there's not like 
a county of private schools. There's like random private schools. And I was at the poor people private school. It was only, I think when I went there, it was only like 6,000 a semester. Or we have that's so expensive. Well, my parents made an investment in me and clearly it paid off. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) But no, it did genuinely save my life. I crack jokes about it, but I would be very different. No, for sure. But like we have Macaulay, an all boys prep school that's like $22,000 a semester. And GPS is the same thing, but all girls. And Baylor is the same thing, but co-ed. And they're like twenty-two dollars and $24,000 a semester. Just, just to go there. That's not books. That's not extracurriculars. That's so crazy. Yeah. So like, we just didn't have that regular kind yeah. of run-in with people of other schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Peyton goes to see Lucas, who is painting the red door black. Lucas believes he has made the mistake of thinking that they were meant for each other. And now she slept with Chris and he won't again in class. Lucas and Peyton discover Brooke, uh, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke missed her first game day outside of class. Haley designed a locker for Nathan as they clear the corridor. Brooke sneaks to her locker and looks at her design. Lucas did for her at the start of the year. Peyton goes to see Haley and asks for help, which Haley is surprised about, but she has an idea of how to get Brooke to talk to Lucas. How angsty is painting a red door black like your soul? Well, first of all, yes. (laughs) You know me. Second of all, did you immediately get painted black stuck in your head? (laughs) I see your red door and I want to paint it black. Um, what was your go-to coping mechanism? When you I was going to ask you. I was like, what was your <laughs> angsty thing? What was your angsty thing? Oh, I wrote songs. Oh, you. Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. They're still on YouTube also. And I played guitar. Oh, guitar. Guitar, don't you know? Oh, um. don't you know? I played the, the guitar terribly. <laughs> I played it so bad, <laughs> but I was so emotional. So I I no, I'm not. <laughs> if you find it, you find it. If you don't, you don't. Oh, hey, Jack. Help me find I don't know that he's going to be able to find him either. Every time my watch buzzes, I'm like, is it my Taylor code? <laughs> oh, we're there. We're there. Um, Ah, that's, that's pretty good. What did I do that was angsty? I think I took my, um, just like my digital camera Mm -hmm. and like took pouty selfies, MySpace angles. Yeah. MySpace angles. And then I like went to MySpace and then I put on like a really angsty song on MySpace. And then, and then I went to MSN. Would you change your top eight? I, I didn't do that, but I would go to MSN messenger and I would change my like status to something like a lyric of like a really, you know, whatever song that would be my new status. That's what you have to do. I'm giving you a gift. Hold on.
that song because clearly I was cheated on so much in all my dating in high school um that song goes on to say <laughs> the chorus is like I'm the one on the stage with the microphone now so where are you gonna go when your stars all start to fade oh I see but I would say I feel like I had a glow up and I the people that I was attracted to I am no longer yeah same z's same z's yeah yeah, yeah I feel that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyways uh, yeah did um, you hang pictures in your locker of guys you liked what was the inside um, of your locker like shine down oh that checks out that yep. checks out yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of shine down yeah I didn't put anything in my locker like it was in middle tidy. school it was in sync yeah checks out oh, too. I would at the beginning of the school year become obsessed with like the stuff you could put in your like the organizer that like magnetized oh, yeah. to the door for your oh, pens yeah. and stuff and oh, that yeah. I had a mirror oh so cute yeah no I think in in like there was no posting pictures in our lockers of our of our boyfriends or girlfriends because we didn't really use our lockers that much anymore. Like every there was never enough time in between class and we'd rather hang out and like the like the we called the the mall, but like the area than yeah. like go and go spend time at our locker. So there was no posting of that. I think there was definitely doodling. There was doodling and books like Mrs. Diana Waddingham. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why did you forget your last name? (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think in high school, my fake boyfriend was Christian Kane from leverage and, uh, angel. I was in a real serious non-existent relationship with him. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I was very invested. He was unaware it existed. <laughs> yeah, that that happens. That happens a lot. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like, maybe that's why I wrote that song. Who knows? I think I would always like at home get most excited if I saw a crush like log into MSN Messenger or I would like stalk them on MySpace too. I I'd was be, an aim gal. Well, I know most people were aim people, but let me just say that our little town was MSN. Okay. Well, I love that for you. Yeah, I do. Why do you think relationships feel so make or break when we're young? You have so many hormones raging through your body and you have, there's so much comparison when you're young. I mean, there's still comparison as an adult, but now you're a little more equipped mentally and emotionally to be like, this is not better or worse than it is different. Mm-hmm. We are different. But in high school, everything's a competition, whether you call it that or not. Because I remember no one wanting to date me and that feeling like that was the end of the world. I would never become anything in my life. I would never make it anywhere because if you're not good enough for a boy in high school, you'll never be good enough for anything. I'm here to tell you. It's not true. If you're not good enough for a boy in high school, you will be good enough for an anxiety riddled wiener dog. (laughs) (laughs) At minimum. 
You're you're so right, though. Uh, when I was doing research, I got into the science of it, and your brain's prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for a lot of our m- most of our emotional regula- regulation, isn't fully developed until you're 25. So I don't those... think mine is fully developed still. <laughs> <laughs> so it can make you it can make it challenging for you to stay grounded during an argument, or you might have like emotional hangups. And then I think a part of a lot of it's like what you're saying, which is you're less experienced in relationships in general. You haven't figured out how to cope with things, how to cope with jealousy or conflict. (laughs) Like you really don't know. And the examples you have of those are from things like the OC and One Tree Hill, which would lead you to believe (laughs) that no one loves you unless they chase you down in the rain and kiss you passionately. Right. And then cheat on you with your best friend and then come back and apologize and kiss you in the rain again. Yeah. I mean, that checks out, right? I have, I've, no one has ever kissed me in the rain. So I feel like One Tree Hill really set me up for disappointment there. (laughs) I don't, have I? I feel like Matt and I tried a few times, maybe, maybe because, but it's like, I don't want to get wet. My hair, I just did all my hair. For- <laughs> right. What also has to be organic. You can't be yeah. like, it's raining. Let's, let's fucking go. Let's make out. Oh, there's a storm outside. Let me check the weather. There's an 80% <laughs> chance that it's already raining. <laughs> there's a 30% chance. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. But just, I, I joke, but when you're that young, no one is sitting you down and being like, you're going to experience these emotions and they're going to feel so big and they're going to be valid and they're going to be so real to you, but just know it's not the end. There's still a future. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch the every show the CW put out and be like, okay, this is what my life is supposed to, this is how it's supposed to be. Dude, for real on the CW, every show, even Buffy, I'm like, I'm going to be slaying these bitches. Okay. <laughs> I'm killing people. <laughs> um, what was the one with Amanda Bynes and Jenny McCarthy? What, what I like uh, about what you. What I like about you. Mm-hmm. I loved that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I think we could tick through all the CW shows. We're going to find something in each of those. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. We're going to find that they all had amazing soundtracks. <laughs> Trips down memory lane. Woo. Lucas comes in and tells his mom about Brooke. She tries to cheer him up, telling him basketball is how he has his fun and to do his best. But Lucas is still undetermined. Peyton and Haley go to see Brooke at the apartment who has found out about the letters. They try, uh, they tell her he cares for her, but all he hears is all the non-exclusive business and they encourage her to talk to him. So, I'm curious. Did you, sh- I'm going to, I'm going to already take an, a little guess here that you didn't share anything with your parents about any crushes, any relationships that you had at all. You're correct. <laughs> well, there was no relationships to share, but crushes too. No. Yeah. No, I them down deep. I was pretty open. Yeah. I don't think my, parents wanted to know about it 
I, I don't think they do still. <laughs> I think they're like, Blake's a nice guy. Okay, perfect. That's all we, we're good. That's good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. He has a 401k, even better. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I shared nothing. I did journal. I did find those journals recently and they are depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, send me a picture of a, of a page or I'll two. have to dig it out. I put yeah. it back into my depression. If box. anything ever happens to me, get the shoe box from under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, <clears throat> I, I did. I think I like always felt an open environment to share my crushes with my mom. Uh, my dad, I don't think really cared. He's just like, eh, yeah. on to the next guy. Um, but <laughs> she's running through them again, <laughs> running through them. Um, but I did, I didn't share, you know, we talked about in our Virginia episode, we didn't talk about sexual things. Like that's not something mm. that we shared or felt comfortable. Well, I didn't at the time and we've come a long way since then, but like, I, we I did, yeah. we still bury it down deep over here. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's got their thing, whatever works for you. <laughs> uh, but I did, um, I even like had, pretty much all of them meet my parents at some point. Two people have met my parents. I bet I know who they are. You do. (laughs) You do. I'm currently dating one of them. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think that was just a very different thing in my family and my family were super open about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, relationships and, uh, sexual stuff is not one of those things. I mean, I'm open about it. Clearly I've told the entire internet my yeah. shit. Yeah. But like, if I tried to talk to my mom about it, she'd be like, Mm-mm, I don't want to. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I have my own song stuck in my head now. We're gonna hurt when your stars all start to fade. <laughs> How am I not on tour with Taylor with that magic? <laughs> I know we already went over coping, but did you notice Brooke was eating right out of the center of the cake? Yeah. Like right out of the center of the cake. Yeah, it's the moistest part. Who it's eats the most a cake like that? Someone who's sad. You don't start at the outside and go in? Not if you're distraught. No, even with a big cake, like why would you go right in the middle? Like you just Because you like chaos. <laughs> and you just want to see the world burn. No, I would always do. I'm just going to have a little piece and then I would make it bigger. And then at some point it would get to where I had eaten half of whatever it was, the pie, the cake, whatever. And then I would start taking straight lines off of it. Like maybe they'll just think it was smaller than it was. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know that feeling. Uh No, no, no. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Uh, And then you're left with a little sliver on the end. Um, And you're like, well, I might as well eat that. Well, that's it. Cake's gone. Uh, (laughs) Uh, but Brooke, wait, can we just real yeah. quick chat about when Lucas was talking to his mom 
she was like, you know, Lucas, someone once told me that the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. And there was a really awkward pause. And then she went, oh, my God, I just realized what that meant. (laughs) Classic Karen. Classic Karen. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of pressure to be in relationships in high school, even if you like weren't necessarily liking someone you saw people be couples and you're like, well, I mm-hmm. want to be in a, I want to be in a couple. Uh, and you, one hundo P. Right. And I feel like that leads into getting into relationships. You really don't want to be in. And then there's also the pressure of this couple's doing this thing sexually and feeling the pressure to do things that you're not ready for in that aspect. Um, there's like a really intense desire to fit in with your peers, with your friends. And it makes it super easy to cross boundaries that you wouldn't have if you didn't feel that pressure. Yeah. I also wonder for the people that were, you know, together freshman year to senior year, are you making huge life decisions based on Mm. that relationship? Are you trying to go to a college that maybe is not where you want to go because that's where your partner's going? Are you deciding to stay in your small town because your partner's staying in the small town? Like, is it impacting the decisions that are the start of your adult life? And I feel like sometimes it does. Yeah, I think it does for sure. I hope it doesn't, but I think it does. I think it does. I think I that- hope less than it used to, because I think like a decade ago, that would have been a much bigger problem. Yeah. But I still think it happens. Yeah. I think to the I have this in my notes for later, but I'll just say it now. I think back to the um, Mean Girls reunion that they did mm. uh, virtually not too long ago. And there was a question asked of Tina Fey of like, would Caddy Heron, and I said Caddy specifically, and Aaron Samuel still be together today? And she said, no, not at all. Like they would have probably lasted like that next year. And then when they went off to college, they would have broke up and went and dated around and had sex with other people. And like, it was just- And Aaron Samuels would have come out as a homosexual and we would have loved him for it. Yes, yes. But I think it's, I think it's like, it's so, it's so interesting and and healthy that she said that in the interview to not make people like think that they would have gotten romanticized that. Yeah. And, you know, I remember telling my mom when I was a senior in high school that Matt and I were going to be each other's, uh, like, I know it sounds crazy. I know mom, but like definitely going to beat, marry him. Like we are each other's people. And like, we are the minority. That is just like a crazy happenstance and not just crazy happenstance. We fucking worked our asses off too. And to to be in the relationship that we're at today, but like, it's not normal. That's not, that's like, you shouldn't base in your life around an inclination like that. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't move to Philadelphia when the person you're moving for is giving you no inclination that they want you to. 
They didn't give you enthusiastic consent, huh? No, I did not give me. <laughs> I was just like, I'm it's done. I've done it. It's happening. Nathan is prepared Woo. for the game with a shaved head. As Lucas walks and the two begin to argue uh, with each other, by the way, they both treat Brooke and Haley. As the game begins, Chris Keller arrives to watch. Lucas is immediately distracted, imagining Chris and Brooke <laughs> together. As teams continue to score, Brooke, Brooke sits down at home and takes all the photos of kissing boys off of her board, leaving just Lucas in the game. Lucas gets Nathan to pass the ball as he often does. And he moves just in time for it to hit Chris, <laughs> Chris Keller, <laughs> Keller in the face. right in the face. After the game ends, the Ravens lose as a team leaves. Uh, Brooke waits for Lucas, but he ignores her asking Rachel for a ride home. As they go home, Rachel tells Lucas he has to move on and she refuses to use to be used to make Brooke jealous and will also not hook up with him. She kicks him out of the car and lets him walk back. Whew, a lot happening here. Yes. Interesting that both Nathan and Lucas's relationships were impacted by one asshole. I think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Checks out. Um, again, Tyler Hilton's a fabulous person in real life. Real a-hole on this show. <laughs> um, I also think it's interesting that the girls... When I say the girls, I mean uh, Haley, Peyton, Brooke, turn to people that they wouldn't normally turn to during these tribulations, these trying times. Because Peyton and Haley at this point were not friends. Yeah, I forgot about that. And Peyton was kind of mean to Haley, Mm -hmm. but she still went to her for help to fix all this up because she was so supportive of the love between um B Davis and Lucas Scott the less attractive Scott brother <laughs> he did though in that reunion oh B squared yeah. for sure hello hello B squared <laughs> yeah it was so oh good I uh so it's crazy because Nate and Haley are married. They're mm-hmm. married in high school. Married. You know, you know, you know, in high school. I'm team Naley. <laughs> they could have gotten married in middle school and I would have been like, yeah, it checks out. I support it. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't have that got weird. <laughs> Think about cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, but very much high school sweethearts. They're in a fight. There is something cute that Nate does at the end when they're trying to make up, where he says he likes to walk home in silence and think about things. And she says, "Call him, call her if he ever wants like some company." And he calls her as they're like a few feet away from each other. That was pretty cute. What are some of the the cutesy things that you remember? Well, maybe not from your high school days personally, but maybe that you can remember and feel films, 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 or um, other people doing things. I've got a couple. Start with yours while I reminisce. Okay. 
So like one time there was this high school boyfriend um, that we weren't quite yet official yet, but we were kind of talking. And I remember like being by the lockers outside of a classroom, talking to a friend. And all of a sudden I feel arms come around me from behind. (laughs) And it like, you know, it gives you like the biggest, like, just butterflies, you know, like, just like that feeling trying to think of other things, but that's, that's one that stands out. Maybe uh, wearing a jacket of Mm. someone else, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, being in their letterman jacket. Letterman jackets weren't as big of a thing at my high school. They may have still been at public school, but at CCS, not so much. Um, It's for me, it's always been the little stuff that like is freaking adorable. And like, so I don't know why, but I love the scent of gain detergent, fabric softener, just gain. It's good. It's real good. Um, I was going to the bathroom this weekend while I was at Blake's house and I saw a like new bottle of poopy spray. And I picked it up and it was gain scented Febreze. <gasps> and I was like, mur, 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 mur. that's really sweet. I can even be happy while I'm pooping now. <laughs> but like just little stuff like that, that you don't expect that isn't really that big of a deal. No one's gone out of their way, but it was like a shoot. Love this. Yeah. And I think in high school, there's a lot that you like expectations you don't have that you have as an adult. Oh, I had, so I had Nathan and Haley expectations and they did not get met or, or (laughs) it's like, you don't, you haven't experienced these things. And so they feel so tingly because they're so new, like an an arm around your shoulder, you know, or Mm -hmm. like a handhold in the movie theater or it's just the purest form of happiness. It's so pure. It's so pure. Uh, yeah, just my, like that. I, I definitely look back to yeah. those in high school. My, uh, favorite thing in the world is when you're just like sitting around or like in the car driving and just a little hand on the knee. Oh, that's the just best. Little, Matt does that all the time. And I'm like, and we used to, we used to do hand holding, but my thyroid has been out, out, on another level lately. And so my so hands sweaty. get so sweaty. And so it's just a hand on the knee because we hold hands while driving. It's going to be a sweaty mess. Yeah. Everything yeah. I do is a sweaty mess. So yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. He's just accepted that at this point. But shall we rate? I think. At the beginning of this podcast, I would have rated it lower than I'm going to because I think I based it only on my high school experience, of which that is so far removed. <laughs> but after sp- every time I get an email, my heart is like, is it Taylor? It's not. It's still not Taylor. Um, after talking to you and having this discussion, I'm going to rate a little higher than I originally thought. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it six chicks because it still was 
absolutely insanely ridiculous. Um, it's strange to me that there could be so many like love triangles within the same friend group and everybody's just cool with it. And it's totally I don't know normal. that everybody was like cool with it, but it was kind of like the Regina George, like, date. yeah, like it just kind of, you just, kinda, but I would, yeah, yeah. I would have liked to actually see more conversations, which in other episodes we do, but in this episode, we do not based on the actual, like what it takes to work through that yeah, and build a healthy relationship because it isn't like, whoopsies, I tripped and fell into a marriage. Like it takes effort and compromise. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know from the person who's about. never been married. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it? I'm going to go five out of 10 chicks. Uh, this is a builder episode. So we don't get as much background in this episode of the Nathan Haley Ugh, drama. Man. The fact that they're married in high school is real weird. Um, <laughs> but with Brooke and Lucas, I think that's showing like all the immaturities that come in l- mm. young love yes. and like everything is dire and like your angsty self of like, this is everything. It's so heavy. I yeah. think that was pretty solid. So for, for that, I'll give it a, a five out of 10 chicks, but it was super fun to watch again. It was. And now I want to watch the whole series again. Yeah, we can do it together, but I'm also supposed to be watching younger. Yeah. Yeah, we we both are just gonna have to quit our jobs, rent a small studio apartment, yeah, and watch all the shows. Okay, I think is the next step. Um, okay, I don't think I have anything else. You guys know where to find us. You know when to find us. Um, I will keep you updated on the Taylor Swift concert ticket situation. It's looking pretty bleak right now. Um, but I'm gonna keep keep some hope anything else if you've got capacity to leave us a review do so wherever you get your podcast until next time okay bye okay bye you've been listening to chick shit we hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.